Welcome, this is the Effective Challenge podcast. My name's Damien and this is where I discuss topics that are relevant to both individuals and teams and the content is aimed at things that you can practically do to improve your performance and as a result of that, the results you're able to achieve. I'm really interested in any comments you got around the content or perhaps topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Uh, Please drop me a line, it's Damien at EffectiveChallenge.com. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at EffectiveChallenge.com. So I hope this finds you well. Uh, Episode 11 of the Effective Challenge podcast. Firstly, thanks to those of you that provided helpful feedback from the Three Aces uh, in Conversation session that I did uh, a number of weeks ago. Some some really lovely comments about the the content and the way uh, Richard and Casper came across and their, their genuine passion for for wanting people to to kind of use exercise to improve both their physical and and, and mental well-being the that was a slightly longer podcast than than the normal uh say slightly longer it's probably double in length uh that that was deliberate in in some ways allowing some of the conversation to flow that certainly wasn't a hit with everybody some people felt that was a, a bit a bit too long but equally uh, a number of comments that they really liked that that kind of element to it the fact that there was a bit more time to explore the, the different subjects that, that we were discussing. So, yeah, great to get the feedback, uh, a real mix, which is, I guess, what I would expect. So moving on to, to this episode, uh, again, something slightly different to to previous casts that I've uh, put together. This one is, is going to focus on me and a, and a project that I'm uh, looking to undertake. I find that sometimes with podcasts like the effective challenge where i'm drawing on experiences uh, of other people where i'm perhaps pulling on some theory that you know it can be it can be really useful to see how the person that's talking about that stuff is applying it for themselves so I'm going to talk to you probably over the the coming months from time to time about a project that that I'm undertaking. I've I've titled it Project Rond and uh, the reason for that is it's it's basically uh, a a project where I'm looking to ride the amateur sportive version of the Tour of Flanders which in Belgium the locals would describe that as the the Ron van Vladeren, uh, and so uh, this is something that I've wanted to do for a number of years, and I thought it would provide hopefully some useful content for me to talk about as I go through the literally through the journey of preparing to to ride this event, 
which is uh, in April 2020. Uh, and my intent is that not only will it be uh, me just talking about you know, some of the things that I'm experiencing, I suspect there'll be some, some ups, some downs, some, some things that are perhaps a bit harder than I anticipated during the training, perhaps some things that are a little bit easier. But my real uh, goal here is to look to draw parallels to uh, the things that I'm doing that other people could perhaps be applying to projects that that they're pursuing. And and by projects, you know, that's perhaps projects with a small p. I, I don't necessarily think this is just about you know some big physical challenge. This could equally apply to uh, a relationship you're you're looking to build, or perhaps uh, some sort of team. Uh, goal that you're looking to pursue so so really quite broad and, I, and I'll look to, to to draw some of those things out okay so a little bit of background to why I'm looking to take this on so those of you that know me uh, will probably be aware that that I've been a lifelong cycling fan certainly through my teenage years and throughout my adult life I've I've ridden a bike uh, and uh, I've got a lot of pleasure out of that. I, I really love the sport of cycling too. Uh, that that's certainly presented a few challenges a, a, along the way, particularly the the the, the pro uh, cycling, certainly road racing, has had a, a bunch of challenges uh, around performance enhancing drugs. And at times that that's made following the sport, you know, quite quite tough and certainly very difficult to to defend. But but that said, you know, I'm optimistic about the future, hopeful that uh, the the literally the dark days of of performance enhancing drugs are behind us. That's not to say that human beings, and this is perhaps one of the things to to first draw out that you know sometimes human beings will do things in the pursuit of a particular goal that uh, are counter to perhaps their own values or uh, certainly counter to the values of the sport, so effectively cheating. So throughout my following of cycling, I have had been to see a whole host of different events and, and one that made uh, an imprint on my mind was back in 1988 when I went to see uh, the World Championships and and that was in Belgium. I hadn't travelled abroad that much before that, went with a a bunch of people in a cycling club that I was in at at the time and it really left an impression on me just how passionate the people were about the sport. Fast forward to a couple of years ago and I went to to see the Tour of Flanders, sort of pro version, and that that really uh, left again an imprint on my mind, just how you know, special that that one day race is. I had an inkling that I wanted to ride the amateur sportive version, but I'd always put it off. I'd told myself internally at the very least that you know the the training required was probably going to be too much I've got many other commitments and it would be you know quite selfish to to take on something like that uh, to to do the training but I'd never really sat down and worked out exactly what it it would take 
that that changed uh, towards the end of July. I kind of just had a bit of a an afternoon and thought, yeah, I'm going to explore this and see see what it what it actually looks like. The event that I'd be looking to do is I think it's 124 miles in duration. It's got uh, a bunch of quite steep, I say quite steep, very steep climbs as part of that. Many of them uh, have steepest gradients of over over 20%. And, and the real kicker or challenge associated with this is that many of those climbs are cobbled which uh, just adds to the, the, the difficulty in, in making the ascent. So it's, it's quite a big big thing for me to take on, certainly something probably the biggest thing I've ever done. I mean, I've done things like the London Marathon, kind of three peaks climbing, but I think this one will be, will be uh, well, a quite special, but, but probably the biggest challenge. So... For this cast, I thought I'd draw out three reflections that I had as a result of spending that afternoon working out what, you know, clearly I don't know exactly what training I'm going to need to do because I've never done the event, but, you know, I've got a rough idea, having done some research and put together, you know, something of a of a plan. Um, the three things I'm going to draw out, uh, the first of which is you know, and it relates to an earlier cast that I'd done. So this is me really uh, following my own kind of uh, suggestions about how to improve things. And the, the, so the first thing I want to just reflect on is getting stuff out of your head because it helps bring greater objectivity. The second reflection will be when we actually know more about the level of commitment required it puts us in a position where we can make more informed choices and you know i'm kind of emphasizing that word informed choices the third element is uh, you don't have to know the whole plan uh, in detail in order to make some progress so my kind of three top reflections okay let's look at the first of those getting stuff out of your head brings greater objectivity so i'd already uh, i've already said that in thinking about riding a tour of flanders i'd kind of convinced myself it was all going to be too much and i wouldn't be able to fit it in around everything else that that um i would like to to do and need to do i'd probably told myself that the training commitment was well it is it's going to be riding through the winter i really don't like particularly riding my bike in the winter done enough of that over the years so was was another thing that was was putting me off so the first of those the fact that you know i didn't have the time and uh enough uh, space to to commit to what was required you know when i actually test that and you start to write it down i you know i i hadn't even really thought in any great depth about what it would be month on month week on week so just breaking down the next uh, what will be eight months of training into something that is a bit more tangible just just helps me kind of look step back and and have some objectivity and begin to think well how might I kind of bring that level of commitment in into the other elements that that I need to to pursue uh, around the other roles that I perform in life and you know I'll, I'll probably pick up on that point 
in in another cast uh, in in the coming weeks. So yeah, just getting it out of my out of my head. I've now got something where I can just sit back from and put some more tangible elements around what I would practically need to do. I think the other point about this is I think I'd resisted writing some stuff down and you know I often find when I'm coaching people either as individuals or teams that people might not even be they realize they're doing it but they resist writing stuff down because if you write somehow if you write write it down well, number one, if you don't write it down, you can continue to tell yourself and make up the stories that we make up to fit the circumstances that we want. But also, if you don't write it down, it doesn't feel quite as real. So, so yeah, that's my first reflection. That, that kind of thing of getting it out of your head certainly brought greater objectivity to Project Rond. Okay, so moving on. Second point, when we know the level of commitment required, we can make more informed choices so i know some of the characteristics about the race i know the duration i know the timing of when it's going to be the the time of year probably you know i, I do know the terrain it's going to be hilly it's going to be cobbled all, all of these things factor in and then you can sort of say well what sort of training would i need to do in order to make up what i would like how I would like to be on the start line of 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 the event, and a part of this is really understanding with uh, real clarity, you know why why it is I'm looking to do it, and so part of my kind of analysis on that afternoon was really drilling into what is it I want to do this for, and and why is is that important? And one of the things that I came out with, you know. Yeah, I've already alluded to it. Cycling's been a big part of my life. Uh, this would just be an experience that I think I will, in time, look back on with a degree of personal satisfaction. I'm certainly not doing this for for anybody else. It's quite a, I guess it's quite a selfish goal. So it's very much about you know uh, personal satisfaction. So in that personal satisfaction, uh, I know that if I'm not factoring in uh, the other elements of my life, uh, I would feel pretty, A, distracted, but B, quite torn. So being really clear about um, how I'm going to factor that in and having that level of commitment articulated has, has really helped me do that. And an almost... Um, I would go as far as to say it's kind of like a sense of relief. I've not done any of this yet. I really haven't. But just that knowing what's actually going to be required, yeah, it feel, feels quite good. Third point, moving on. You don't have to know the whole plan in detail to make progress. And I've already said that I'm really clear about why I want to do this. And I've definitely articulated some aiming points over the the coming months but I've really only got a detailed plan for the next few weeks and so you know this is a really good example of the clarity that I need in order to make some progress I don't need it right the way out to March 2020 so let's not let's not worry too much about that providing I'm clear about you know ultimately what the goal is 
and I've got some aiming points that can just keep me heading in the right direction. Or, you know, even if I'm not heading in the right direction because I've suffered a setback or for, for some reason, I've got, you know, got an aiming point to, to kind of navigate towards. But the detail, you know, I've got that, I've got that really pinned down. And, and again, that feels, that feels pretty motivating. I'm a few weeks into that that plan uh, there's been occasions when uh, stuff's happened and you know you'll have heard me talk quite a bit on the podcast about you know you the stuff is going to happen we need to prep and plan for that or prepare for that and certainly by having those specific things to 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 aim at i've i would say you know, when that stuff has happened to me, that have been my reference point about, okay, so how am I going to fit this in now the circumstances have changed? And so I think being quite specific helps me personally drive out levels of commitment about what it is I'm actually going to, going to do and uh, how I'm going to do it. And I think that all of those three points are readily, you know, the the, the situation's going to be different. You know, the circumstances are, the event might be different. As I said at the, at the at the start of this, it might be about improving a relationship. It might be about pursuit of some kind of team goal. It might be getting a new job. It might be getting back to work after perhaps um, a, a career break. You know, but the the principles of you know breaking down getting stuff out of your head then breaking that down into what that's actually going to mean and getting really great clarity about what it is you're looking to pursue and equally as important in my for me it's probably more important why you're pursuing it and then really getting into the practical reality of so okay so what am i going to do so what am i going to do in the next week the next couple of weeks and how can I prepare for that to increase the chances that when I'm faced with what I want I, I will actually see it through and I think as I say that that can apply to uh, across the board I hope that's been of some use of course happy to take questions I'm I'm again this is this is an experiment for in, in terms of introducing this as as part of the content for the podcast I'm hoping it's going to be of use it's certainly going to help me with my own kind of internal accountability knowing that I'm talking to, to a bunch of other people about it I'm also going to kind of blog about it on uh, social media so um, check out the social media channels uh, uh, associated with effective challenge okay i'm going to end it there i hope as i say that that's been of use super interested in any comments direct them to damien at effectivechallenge.com that's damien d-a-m-i-a-n at effectivechallenge.com until the next time stay well